0: Thanks for listening to this sermon recording from Liberty Family Church in Hillsville, Victoria, Australia. All of our sermons are available for free online and we encourage you to subscribe to our sermon podcast through iTunes or by clicking the button on our website. If you'd like to know more about what it means to follow Jesus or would like more information about our church, head to www.libertyfamilychurch.net.au God bless you, and we pray that this sermon recording encourages you and strengthens your faith in Jesus Christ. Good morning, Liberty Family Church. My name is Stephen. I'm one of the elders here at Liberty, and I'm really excited to be able to share with you something that God has laid on my heart to share with you this morning. So let's pray, and then let's jump into what I believe God has for each one of us this morning. Lord, I thank you so much for this time that we get to be together, even if it is virtually this morning. God, I just pray so much that you would use the words I say to impact the hearts and minds of those that are listening to this. God, speak through me, speak powerfully into the the hearts and minds of everyone this morning. I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. When I was growing up, I loved AFL. In fact, I still do love AFL. And I follow North Melbourne. I love North Melbourne passionately. And um, growing up, I knew everything there was to know about North Melbourne. I even did a, an assignment in primary school about the North Melbourne Football Club. And I went and showed the, the coach, Dennis Pagan, of in the 90s, this assignment. Further than that, I knew about the players. I knew about Wayne Carey. I could tell you that he grew up in New South Wales, in Wagga Wagga. I could tell you that he joined the North Melbourne Football Club in 1989. He became the captain of the club in 1993 and went on to lead them to two premierships in the 90s, in 96 and in 99. I could tell you that he, Wayne Carey is 192 centimetres tall and during his playing days he was 97 kilograms. I could tell you at the time how many goals he had kicked for the season and how many games he had played in his career. As you can see, I knew about Wayne Carey. But I wouldn't say that I knew him personally. If I was to ask you the question, who is the person in life that you know the best? Who would you say? Would you say that it's your spouse, or your mum, or your dad, or a family member, or a close friend or relative? Who would it be for you? For me, it's my wife, Anita. I know that she's 168 centimeters tall. I I know she was born in Brisbane, that she went to Oxley College for high school. I know that she studied uh, at ACU, um, did teaching as a degree. I know that she loves the colour aqua and that she really enjoys a licorice tea. Again, who would it be for you? What if I was to ask you, how do you know this is the person that you know the best? Now, I'm sure you're all coming up with all sorts of different ideas in your head about how you could tell someone that you know that this person in your mind is the person that you know the best? And there's no right or wrong answer. Would you say that you know, that you know this particular person the best because you know their date of birth, or the color of their hair, or how they like their coffee? Or is it because you know something a lot deeper about this person? For my wife, I also know that she'd much prefer to curl up on the couch in front of the fire on a nice cold wintry day and watch a movie with me than go out to a raging party. I also know that if I brought home flowers for her, she would appreciate them, but if I brought home her favourite Vietnamese takeaway at the moment, she would love me for it. You see... I believe I know my wife the best because I know her. I know my wife the best because I've intentionally spent the time getting to know her, doing life with her, and seeing how she responds to various situations and interacts with different people. How about if I was to ask you, how well do you know Jesus? Again, I'm sure you've already got some answers coming up in your head. But I asked this question to my family when I was preparing this sermon. And the first thing my daughter Zoe asked back was, Well, Dad, how do I know how well I know Jesus? How do I know how well I know Jesus? So I want to start with this simple, yet I guess profound question of how well do we actually know how well we know Jesus. So you ready? Let's get into it. Before I do this, though, I want to make an important distinction for you, which I've sort of already touched on before, but that is that there is a huge difference between knowing about someone and actually knowing someone. You see, I knew about Wayne Carey and the North Melbourne Football Club, but I didn't know Wayne Carey personally, or the North Melbourne Football Club. I know all about my wife, Anita, and I know her personally, and that makes a huge difference. So with that in mind, let me ask the question of you again. How do you know how well you know Jesus? Do you know about Jesus? Maybe you know about his humble beginnings in the stable in Bethlehem. Maybe you know that he turned water into wine, that he raised Lazarus from the dead, you know that he healed many sick and injured people. You might know that he had 12 close disciples, that he was unjustly trialled and killed on the cross through crucifixion. Uh, You may know that he rose from the dead three days later, um, that he ascended into heaven, and that millions of, of people follow him as Christians to this very day. But do you know Jesus? If you only know about Jesus, I really encourage you to make today the day that you begin the journey of getting to know Jesus personally. So, one of the ways I believe you can tell that you know Jesus is that you get to know what makes Jesus tick. My wife and I have a great relationship and after 14 years of marriage, I reckon I can say with some sort of confidence that I know what makes Anita tick. I know her interests, I know how she feels about different things, um, I know her likes and dislikes and I even know how she thinks about different things sometimes. I know that if I say I'll be finished a task or be home from work at a certain time and I'm not, I need to give her a quick text or a call to to let her know that I'm gonna be a little bit later. Otherwise, I know she's going to start worrying about me. I know that if I change something in the diary, at the last minute or try and do an impromptu um, outing or something, she really won't appreciate that because she's a pretty organised person. So I know my wife Anita, but this didn't just happen by chance. Over our years of marriage, we have purposely made time to spend time with each other on a regular basis in order to talk about things openly and honestly. By doing this, we've been able to discover more and more about each other and get to know each other on a deeper level. If we don't spend time together, as it is with any relationship, we don't get the opportunity to know each other intimately and our relationship could quite easily be diminished. We would potentially still have a relationship to some degree, but it would be nowhere near as fulfilling and enjoyable as it is currently. And we may end up simply knowing about each other rather than continuing to know each other and what makes each other tick. And the same can be said about our relationship with Jesus. If we don't intentionally spend the time with Jesus on a regular basis, how can we expect To know Jesus and what makes him tick. How can we expect to know his heart for his children? How can we expect to know how he feels about different things? And how can we expect to know how he thinks about different things? We can't. That's why we must make the time to spend time with Jesus on a regular basis so that we can really get to know him and what makes him tick. I believe one of the greatest things that has come out of the COVID-19 situation is the fact that most of us have found that we've got extra time on our hands at the moment. This may be because um, we're working from home or the kids' activities are not operating at the moment or simply because you just can't go out in large groups at the moment. For whatever reason, most of us, I believe, would have found that we've got a few extra minutes, some extra time on our hands. And I believe um, that this has and continues to be such a great opportunity to really take ownership of our faith journey and to invest the time in our relationship with Jesus. The excuse of I'm too busy really doesn't stack up in this season of our life, especially when we've got these extra minutes that we find on our hands. So I encourage each one of you to really take this opportunity and to go deeper with Jesus, get to know Jesus and what makes him tick during this season. The second way I believe you can tell that you know Jesus is that you get to know how Jesus would act. Does anyone remember the the WWJD bands from the 90s? It was a bit of a craze when I was in in primary school or high school, probably both. Um, WWJD stands for what would Jesus do? And I think this phrase is a phrase that we should never get tired of. I love this concept of considering how Jesus would act in any given circumstance and then trying to follow suit with the help of the Holy Spirit. Further than that, I love the idea more broadly of knowing someone so much that you could say with absolute confidence, my friend such and such would do this in this particular situation. Heckles that, knowing someone so much that you could say how they would act. You just know them that well. I know that if you ask my kids to come, sorry, I know that if I ask my kids to come out and do some gardening with me on the weekend, I know their response is going to be to turn up their nose and say, no thanks dad, not really interested in that. But I also know that if I said to them, hey kids, why don't we come and hang out and play Minecraft for a few hours, their response would be racing to get their iPads and getting on board with that game. I know how those kids would act in that situation. And the same should be said about Jesus. We should know him so much that we could confidently say how he would act and respond in any particular circumstance or situation that he found himself in. The thing is, we can only get to this place where we know Jesus that much when we have spent time with him, getting to know how he ticks, reading the Bible, reading the stories of Jesus and how he interacted with people in in his ministry and his time on earth. And then obviously we need to be, as I said before, asking the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us to respond in the same way as what Jesus would respond. I have personally had the joy of experiencing the Holy Spirit prompting me to act in various different ways during my life. One of these ways I've found is that Jesus or the Holy Spirit often prompts me uh, to bless people financially. I've heard a need And I have known without a shadow of a doubt that it is the Holy Spirit prompting me to act on this this prompting and to bless because I know that is exactly what Jesus would do in the same situation. And that is what he would want me to do in the same situation. How about you? Have you ever been prompted by the Holy Spirit to act in a certain way? And then knowing without a shadow of a doubt that that is exactly what Jesus would do and therefore knowing that it is the Holy Spirit prompting you to act in that way, that you know Jesus intimately, that you know his response and then you have had the confidence to act accordingly. Can you think of an example in your own life where that has been the case? I'm sure you can. The third way that I believe you can tell that you know Jesus is that you get to know what Jesus would say. Have you ever had a friend that you've hung out with so much that you end up talking like them? They may have a certain catchphrase that they always say without realising it. And you start uh, saying those catchphrases too. I have. Close friends of ours used to say, really, Um, in response to certain things, a lot. Uh, We noticed it and often smiled when we heard them say it in response to something that we've said. And this became a known catchphrase of theirs. Well, after holidaying, holidaying with these people, these friends, for a while, we found ourselves, Anita and I found ourselves, saying really the same way that they did. It's quite amusing how we can pick up um, little habits from those that we spend a lot of time with. And that can even be in the words that we say or the way we say things. And again, the same could be said about Jesus. If we hang around him long enough and spend enough time with him, his words can become our words. We should should find ourselves... um, Automatically speaking the words of Jesus. We begin to speak hope and truth and life into the people around us. We become God's mouthpieces um, to the people around us, and the Holy Spirit will begin to teach us exactly what we should say in any situation. Have you experienced that for yourself? The fourth way, and by no means the final way, because I'm sure you guys have come up with plenty of ways that you know that you know Jesus for yourselves. But the last way I want to share with you today is that I believe you can tell you know Jesus um, when you get to feel the presence of Jesus in your life. For me, the time when I have felt the presence of Jesus in my life the most is when I had... Uh, my accident just over two years ago. Many of you will have already heard, but just over two years ago, I had an unfortunate rock climbing accident where I fell about eight and a half metres, I broke my back in about eight spots, damaged my spinal cord, nearly died uh, and left myself uh, as a paraplegic for life. It was during this time though, that I felt the presence of Jesus The most I have ever felt. He was right there with us, both Anita and I, and my whole family for that matter, and we felt His presence right there at the the cliff, at the rock face where I was laying. He provided Anita and I with a sense of peace that I can only explain could have come from Jesus. We felt his tangible presence with us. We knew that everything was going to be okay because Jesus was right there with us. We felt his presence at that time. And the, the, the few days, the, the immediate days in hospital after, when they were the toughest for me, I also felt Jesus basically carrying me through those days, those nights particular, when I didn't have the comfort of my family with me. For me, I know that I know Jesus because I felt his presence in that time. How about you? Can you think of a time, a circumstance in your life where you can know without a shadow of a doubt that you felt Jesus' presence in your life? And that that can then confirm for you that you know Jesus. You don't just know about Jesus. You know Jesus on a deeper level. I wonder and I hope there's a circumstance or a time in your life that you can think back on where that is true for you. But why is all this important? I always like to ask the why. Why do we need to know Jesus and know that we know Jesus, I guess? Well, first, I believe there is nothing better than knowing the creator of the universe. I believe that Jesus is the creator of the universe and there's nothing better than knowing him. There is an amazing joy and peace and hope that comes from knowing Jesus. And ultimately... We can also be confident in our eternal destination if we know Jesus personally. In John 14:6, Jesus says that I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus tells us that the only way to God in heaven one day is through him through having that personal relationship with Jesus, through knowing Jesus, and having that security and that hope and assurance of finding ourselves in heaven with God one day when we would, when we would die. Another reason why it is so important for us to really know Jesus is that if you call yourself a follower of Jesus we are encouraged by Paul in Ephesians 5.1 to be imitators of God, or Jesus, God in human form. And so if we are to be called to be imitators of Jesus, we need to know Jesus. We need to know who we are meant to be imitating. We need to know how Jesus ticks. So that We can have Jesus' heart and compassion for the people we interact with. We need to know how Jesus would act so that we can act in absolute confidence, knowing that it would be exactly what Jesus would do in the same situation. If we're going to imitate how Jesus would act, we need to know how he would act. Being Jesus' hands and feet, how exciting is that? We need to know what Jesus would say so that our words become Jesus' words and that we can speak words of life and not death. We need to feel God's presence in our life to give us that ongoing assurity that Jesus is there right with us and journeying through life with us. And we can share that experience or that hope that we have through knowing Jesus with the people around us. Otherwise, unfortunately, if we don't know these things, we may not be imitating Jesus at all. Did you know that Jesus knows everything about us? Did you know that? That Jesus knows everything about you? Luke twelve seven reminds us that indeed... The very hairs of your head are all numbered. And how about this wonderful passage in Psalms, chapter 139 and verses 13 to 16, that says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. How cool is that passage? Jesus knows us. The creator of the universe knows you. He knows everything there is to know about you. He knows you intimately. He knows your every thought, your every feeling. He knows the good parts about you, and he knows the not so good parts as well. Yet the beautiful message of the gospel is that despite our shortcomings, the fact that we stuff up from time to time, Jesus still loves us so much that he was willing to die on the cross in your place and mine so that we could have eternal life with God the Father one day. That's so cool. The more we get to know Jesus and the lengths he went to for us, the more we will fall in love with Jesus and really appreciate what he did for us on the cross. Jesus can't know you any more than he already does. Jesus can't love you any more than he already does. But we can. We can get to know Jesus more. We can love Jesus more, truly understanding what he has done for us. I encourage you, friends, to get to know Jesus more. Get to know how he ticks, Get to know how he would act. Get to know what he would say. And get an understanding of the presence of Jesus in your life. There is nothing better than knowing Jesus. Let's pray. Oh Lord Jesus, I pray this morning that you have really spoken to everyone. Lord, you've encouraged them to get to know you personally. Lord, there's nothing more exciting than knowing you at a personal level. Father, I pray that it would be everyone's heart's desire to get to know you more. I thank you so much for your love for each one of us and for what you have done for us on the cross. I just pray all these things in your mighty name, Lord.